Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your morning market weather update for Thursday, August the 17th. Hillary has become a hurricane here this morning. The storm is located 320 miles southwest of Manzanillo, uh, Mexico, and uh, it will be moving into northern Baja California here this weekend and also southern California. We're going to see rain spread into these areas uh, starting tomorrow, but be more likely on Saturday and Sunday when the great rains occur. We do expect serious flooding to occur in Southern California, not so much in the major metropolitan areas of San Diego or Los Angeles, but we will see plenty of rain there. But the greatest rains are going to be in the Southern Valleys, the Southern San Joaquin Valley and the uh, Imperial Valleys. Those areas will see a lot of flooding. Now keep in mind that those desert areas uh, tend to flood with a couple of inches of rain. Well, we're looking for totals that are going to run from three to more than eight inches possibly. And so the flooding could be very serious. We also expect to see wind damage and flooding occurring in Baja California. The storm is expected to intensify to a Category 3 hurricane as we go forward through the night tonight and into the morning tomorrow, but it will weaken steadily after that. And since landfall will likely be in northern Baja California, we expect very little wind damage to occur in Southern California. The moisture from the storm, though, is expected to move through the Great Basin and work its way all the way up into Canada's prairies and maybe a small part of the northwestern U.S. Plains as we get into the early to middle part of next week. This morning's 6Z GFS model run has taken out quite a bit of moisture for the southern prairies, and I don't buy into that solution. I think that that will change. The mid, or the uh, 6Z GFS model run has too much ridginess uh, too far to the north now, and so that will be removed in future model runs, and the rains will be put back into the prairies. So uh, that is our expectation expectation that we will see rain up that way. It's still questionable as to how significant the rain will be. There's not a lot of cool air coming into the prairies while this moisture is feeding into the region. So as a result of that, we probably won't see high volumes of rain, but moisture will occur and there will be some relief to the drought. In the U.S., Midwest, and some neighboring areas of the U.S. Plains, the Delta, and the southeastern states, we are expecting to see a continuation of dry, biased conditions for another nine days without rain in some of these areas, and we will see a lot of heat building up. Yesterday, temperatures were already 100 to 108 degrees, occurring across the area from Texas into western Nebraska. Well, that's just a sampling of what's going to be coming up. We expect to see extreme highs of 100 to 110 from South Dakota to Texas over these next few days, and we'll see the temperatures from Minnesota and western Wisconsin to the Delta going 95 to 105 degrees. Now, the hottest weather will likely occur in areas uh, near the Missouri River. So when you get towards the Illinois border or eastern Iowa, we certainly don't expect to see temperatures over 100 too many days, but there may be a day or two there we will be in the upper 90s to near 100. The center of the high-pressure ridge has creeped just a little bit farther to the west in recent days, and that has removed some of the intensity of the heat that was advertised earlier this week for the heart of the Midwest, so that's been helpful. The eastern Midwest temperatures will be mostly mid-80s into the lower and a few middle 90s, and that's as warm as it gets. There will actually be a couple of cool air masses that will see to it that those mid-90s are very rare in the eastern parts of the region. By the eastern Midwest, I'm talking about Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, and probably the eastern parts of Illinois and down into Kentucky. We do not expect to see a lot of rain in the interior southeast, the Delta, or as I mentioned, most of the Midwest, and 
airplanes for at least nine days. There is a tropical wave near the Bahamas here uh, tomorrow and that will be working its way across Florida into Saturday and will work its way through the Gulf of Mexico shortly after that. We'll see this uh, tropical wave come into Texas eventually late in the weekend and early next week. This system will produce rain, but it's going to be a narrow band of rain. It's not likely to be a big general soaker. Unless the system slows down, it won't have much potential for development. But with that said, it still could bring some beneficial moisture. Remember that Texas and southern Louisiana have been dealing with drought of significant proportions here in recent weeks, and any rain would be better than none. It's been hot, and it will continue to be hot until this moisture stream comes into those areas. It's still questionable as to where the path of the system is likely to exactly be. The GFS wants to take it to southern Texas. The European model wants to take it to central Texas. So we'll see what happens as time moves over these next couple of days. Outside of the U.S. issues and North America in general, we still see very little change in the rest of the world today. It looks as though we're going to continue to have drought in the northeast half of Mexico. We're going to see plenty of rain in the west and south. Down in South America, Argentina's rain event for the western wheat areas will be a huge disappointment. We're expecting to only see a few areas that will pick up on uh, some uh, shower activity today and the majority of the precipitation is just not likely to be very great. As a result of that, we are going to continue to see the drought prevail in western parts of that country. Eastern Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, and southern Brazil will get rain as we go forward uh, into this weekend and uh, we'll likely see Friday and Saturday wettest. The precipitation will be sufficient and helping to uh, maintain a good amount of moisture around for both wheat and also for the first uh, corn crop, which is now being planted in parts of uh, Paraná and Paraguay. Uh, the rest of Brazil may see a few showers that might disrupt a little safrina corn and cotton harvesting, but it's not likely to have a huge impact. Europe will continue warm to hot for another full week, but after that it's going to turn cooler and wetter. And we're also going to see plenty of warmth in Ukraine and parts of Russia's uh, southern region and Kazakhstan. These areas will all be warm for several more days and dry as well for at least a week to week and a half. So we will continue to monitor those areas for crop and moisture stress. In China, it's going to continue to be plenty wet with more rain coming in most of the country. It doesn't look excessive, but it is going to continue wet. That's going to slow down crop maturation and maybe disrupt some harvest progress. Looks like the forecast in India has not changed either. The northwest part of India, including Rajasthan and Gujarat, as well as Pakistan, are going to continue to be dry through the end of this month. And I'm a little concerned that we're not going to see the rains resume in September, and that could be a problem for these crops in the long haul. So keep a close eye on those areas. That would impact cotton and groundnuts, as well as uh, some rice and a few other crops like guar. Uh, we do expect to see the majority of the outlook in Southeast Asia to be unchanged too. And so we'll see erratic rainfall across some of those areas, but we're not expecting to see uh, any kind of huge turnaround in the moisture deficits for Thailand and some of the other areas in the mainland region. Now, Indonesia will likely see better rains in the northern half of Sumatra and over into Borneo, but I don't expect to see much improvement in southern Sumatra, Java, or the lesser Sunda Islands, and for that matter, Sulawesi will likely see drier bias conditions as well. For the most part, there's the tropics are quieting down in the western Pacific temporarily. We'll see that change again in another week, and that outside of that and outside of Hillary, 
we still have two disturbances out in the Atlantic that will be continue to be watched. I think both of these events will be a minimal event, a minimal threat for North America. Uh, the systems will end up uh, staying over the open water in the Atlantic. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.